Welcome to Consume Content, where we help you find the best content to consume. I'm Josh, and this is Matt. I'm Matt. Today we'll be discussing Perry Mason, the remake on HBO. I love Ted Lasso. This is the show where we talk about Ted Lasso. (laughs) No, Perry Mason. Different. This is the show I created to talk about Ted Lasso. (laughs) No! We've talked about Ted Lasso, okay? Maybe we'll talk talk about Ted Lasso again. I have to watch it still. And remember, <gasps> I know I don't have Apple TV Plus yet. I should just steal it. We should we should give each other like uh-huh. a, I don't know, like a like a card, a red card or something. I've been a red card, Ted Lasso. Uh-huh. But we should give each other. It's almost like a veto. Yeah, it's like a. I have one thing mm-hmm. I, ha- I can make you watch. You have to watch it. One okay. thing we talked about on this show. Okay. I like that. Maybe. And how would we enforce Oh well I visit you. I go over to your place. So that's how you that's how you can get me to watch. Yeah, that's that's how we do it. Like when we hang out. That's how that's well that's when we'll pull out the veto. I'm sure there's a better word for it, but the non veto. The non veto. The veto Corleone. And remember, folks, if you want to join the discussion, jump in our Discord server called the Group Chat. It is linked in the description of this episode, and it's linked in the description of every episode. I relink it every time with fresh links. They should all work. None of them should expire. They're all in there. Please, please say something. Anything at all. But today we're talking about Perry Mason, right? It's a fresh ad. the, The Michael. The Michael? What do you mean? The Michael Corleone. The Michael Corleone. But Vito. Vito Corleone. Exactly. It's not a Vito. So it's, it's a Michael. Mike. Oh, it's a Michael. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You bitch. There's a third brother, isn't there? there yeah, the there's... There, Vito's the dad. Uh, wait. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Vito, okay. It's Vito Corleone, Sonny Corleone. Sonny, Alf- that's Alfredo right. Corleone. No, wait. Not oh. Alfredo. Yeah, Alfredo, right? Is it? And then Michael. And then Michael, the youngest, the baby, who went to war. I feel like we, I feel like we have to call it the Michael. It'll yeah, just the confuse Michael. anyone who ever hears about it. The Michael. The Michael card. Anyway, right, so Perry Mason. We're doing a Michael. We're doing a Michael. But anyway, Perry Mason, which, what? This is one of those times, one uh-huh. of those rare times, I know absolutely nothing. Not a single thing mm-hmm. other than the title. Okay. Good for me. Oh, I'm out of focus. Oh, oh, okay, I'm back. Okay. Calm down. You got too excited. <laughs> so Perry Mason is in old show, very old show. Let me Google it, actually. Let me take advantage of this uh, desktop scene, right? So Perry Mason. Perry Mason is a very old TV show about a lawyer, a criminal defense lawyer, right? One of the... Uh, one of the old ones, oldies, oldies but goodies, right? Perry Mason, 1957 through 1966, right? The cases of master criminal defense attorney handling the most difficult cases in the aid of the innocent, right? Now, I've not no seen... you like it. I love me a crime show. Love me a crime show, right? And a period show. And a period show. Love it, right? I should watch the original to see what it's like, but... um. The new one, I've seen the first season. I'm in the middle of season two right now. And boy, is it great. It is just 
really good because it is it's dark it's serious the characters are great oh my god so let me pull up the info so i can give you the casting so if you watch the americans if you love the americans it's starring the uh, same lead actor matthew rise or riz or rise i don't know his name i don't know how to pronounce his last name but reese is it okay it is it is so yeah so it's starring matthew reese right and he plays the titular i don't know what titular means but he plays the titular perry mason it means Tit- he has titular. No, that's not what that means. Titular. It means he, no. he's in the title. It's whatever the title is. Re- okay, relating to having the nature of or constituting a title. Okay. Existing in name only. Nominal. Great. But anyway, so Perry Mason. Oh, that's that's the original. Perry Mason. It's just really good. It's... God. It's set in the, in the 1930s, right? Depression era Los Angeles, right? So Los Angeles is still pretty much a small Dang. town. What? What? So we're just playing that game. Yes, it press, is L.A. Noir. Press yes. X to doubt. Yeah. It is L.A. Noir, but you're playing as a criminal defense attorney um, instead of uh, a cop moving amongst the different uh, police departments or interdepartments of the police department. So together, it's law and order. Dun, dun. Yes, um, but Perry Mason, I need to watch the original, so I can't really compare it to the original because I've never seen it, but this iteration of Perry Mason, what I can tell you, it is about that classic, I mean, people you, people use the movie LA Confidential to describe this genre, right? If it's a crime show in LA, it has to do with corruption, just like deep-seated corruption relating to money and murder and secrets. Secrets that nobody wants uncovered and secrets that will never be uncovered, in fact. Um, I think that's sort of like the key element here with the type of L.A. confidential noir's case versus others. Versus any other case that, or any other crime drama that takes place in another city. Because... It's just, is it unique? But it feels unique to L.A. crime noir as opposed to like New York crime noir or Chicago crime noir or just East Coast crime noir, crime noir in general. And yeah, what's up? I feel like when it's not, for some for Depression era stuff, if it's mm-hmm. not on the East Coast, it's in L.A. Yeah. If, it, if it's something in America. In America no one gives a shit America. about anywhere else on the West Coast, just Los Angeles. Well, I mean, that's... In Santa Barbara. I think there's a reason for that, right? Like, what mm-hmm. what other areas were there? Where else... Uh, I guess San Francisco? But where San Francisco, else was yeah. something happening at the it, time? Really just San Francisco? Maybe Sacramento? Maybe. That's the state capital. But not really. Nothing happens in Sacramento. Not until Arnold gets there. Nope. That'd be a show. That would be a show. <laughs> oh, when's that going to be a show? That's going to be a show on Hulu. That's gotta, it's gotta be. be right? It's gotta yeah, be a show. Hasn't he had biopics made about him? No, maybe not. Well, uh, big about ones. Arnold for sure, but not not about him as a governor. Like it, Th- do, it doesn't yeah. focus on that part of his life. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be. I would watch that. Can I? Um, can I tell you real quick something what? I heard about him? What? I, and it, it's what it's it's known. I I saw this mm-hmm. in like a talk show clip. 
but when Arnold was governor, mm-hmm. I think someone, I think Fallon asked him the question or someone, what's something you did that you shouldn't have or like some some rule you broke, something mm-hmm. you knew you shouldn't have done yeah. as governor? And he was talking about some legislature that mm-hmm. was coming across his desk, like a, lo- uh, a state congressman or something, yeah. or a representative was putting forward a, a new law or a bill mm-hmm. and Arnold was just, you know, ob- just definitely opposed to it. Mm-hmm. But the guy p- uh, putting it up was, he just, they didn't, he didn't like him. Mm-hmm. He's just, you know, a real class act, you know? Yeah. yeah. So Arnold writes his response mm-hmm. and, you know, he's a governor. He writes it out. It's an official polite, you know, just a statement. But if you follow the first letter of every line or first letter of every uh-huh. sentence, yeah. it spells out "fuck you." Oh my god! Of course it and does. Then, <laughs> and then it it's a public statement, so journalists like call him out. Is like, hey, you know, governor, did you did you know this? Did you know you wrote that that it wrote it out like mm-hmm. this? It ended up saying uh-huh. this. He's like, no, I had no idea. I did not know I wrote that such a thing. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> Never. Oh my god. Love the governor. Governor. Well, I'm not familiar with any of his policies. I just love the concept of the governor. Yeah. I remember when he got elected and it was this whole big stink and you know it happens. Ronald I Reagan was president. When did, yeah. when did he run? Right? When was he a governor, it's right? 2008, I think. Governor, governor, Sw- how do you spell Schwarzenegger? Yes. There it is. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. Governor Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, political career. Arnold Schwarzenegger becomes governor of California. 2003. Mm, how old was I in 2003? I was 10. So he was governor in during two, at yeah. 2008. Because we got to 2008. for some reason, in my mind, I think that he was governor before I knew the difference between Republicans and Democrats, like before I knew what political parties were. Right. And I wouldn't have learned that in the fifth grade. Nobody taught me. OK, maybe maybe my fifth grade teacher did teach me. I just I wasn't mean, paying attention. Someone taught you. Hope someone taught me. I figured it out eventually. I had to figure it out. It's all right. But, you know, that, but that's Perry little, Mason. Yeah, Go, it's California. It's California. It's laws, it's it's crime. Crime, law and order, mainly uh order in the form of crime, less law law manipulated to cover up crimes. That's really what it's about. Like it's about rich people or powerful people having secrets and a, there's a crime that like occurs Hollywood. Hollywood. Play a role. No, actually, not in uh, the first two seasons. Halfway, it's, the second season is halfway through. The first season is about a church, one particular church, right? And there is, all I'll say about the first season, it, it's about a missing child's case, right? There's a child kidnapping. That's how the season starts off. And the crime, what this crime and the people who are the face of the crime right what's there's something deeper going on there's something there's other powers at play that are that sort of 
resulted in this child being kidnapped, right? Other people had plans for, to do things, to make money, to commit crimes, right? And along the way, this kid ends up being kidnapped. And there's not a child actor, it's a baby. It's a baby that's kidnapped, right? And A baby. Yeah, so this crime occurs, uh, the kidnapping occurs with a baby, and... Perry Mason, he's still a investigative, an investigator. He's still a private eye. He's not an attorney yet, right? So season one is about him becoming the criminal defense attorney that he's uh, that his character is famous as, right? And he has to be he has to be crafty. He has to play dirty, just like the corrupt cops and the corrupt politicians and the criminals in the city of Los Angeles. Is he like on his way to becoming a lawyer. Yes and no. He works. He he's a private investigator who specifically works for a lawyer who is played by what is why am I forgetting his name? Lord Farquaad. What is John Lithgow? Yeah, Lithgow. John Lithgow. So he's he's Jessica Jones. He's Jessica Jones. He starts off as Jessica Jones, just as much an alcoholic as Jessica Jones, right? Ah. Just as much of someone who like self punishes, right? Just as much, same sort of complex as uh, Jessica Jones, but it's 1932. He's you know separated from his wife and child, right? He's about to lose his family farm, is and this, he. Uh, what's up? Does this take place during Prohibition, or is that too late? Uh, when does Prohibition over? Hold on a second. Isn't Pro- it like right Pro- around the turn of the century. I think Prohibition's over by this point, because they don't talk about that. In the 20s. Updated, let's see here. Yeah, it must not have been. Yeah, began in 1920, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Ends in 1933. So, yeah, this is like literally the end of Prohibition. Oh. Like the show starts right at the end. Uh, but basically, yeah, that's, that's how that works. And this show, as opposed to, I'm pretty confident because of TV of the era of the 50s and 60s, every episode was a different case. Pretty confident that was the case. Um, Perry Mason, the new show is not like this. The whole season is about one case, one long trial that gets complicated. There, there's people at play. He's trying to defend the innocent or who he believes is innocent. And a lot of things happen. A lot of people get in the way and everybody has their sort of reason for doing the horrible things that they're doing or just fighting as hard as they are and it's just a good show just a good show about a guy who's just really you he perry mason is actually he's an altruistic character who's constantly frustrated and angry that the world is not a better place like he's that's really what his problem is he's his problem is that he has a problem with everybody and there's these other characters in his life who have their own agendas and, you know, like John Lithgow's character, who's his sort of mentor, uh, right? Excuse me. What's Lord up? Lord Farquaad. Lord Farquaad, who's his mentor. Um, let me see if I can find the... Yeah, Juliet Rylance plays, is his co-star. She is the... She's the former secretary of the of John Lithgow, who is the criminal defense attorney. And she herself is on her way up to becoming an attorney herself. And so she works with Mason 
to piece all to put all the pieces together where he is and this is sort of they comment on this it is your sort of like your typical he's rough around the edges and she's there to she's the sharp tool she's like the 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 surgical she takes the surgical approach but Perry Mason being the private investigator he brings he discovers the evidence you know he goes out finds all the pieces and he comes up with theories but they're not quite like they're not quite good they're not quite great yet and she really straightens everything out she straightens everything out and and gets it going and make sure that everybody's on the right, that the team is on the right path, which is why she's fighting so hard to be an attorney within her own right. But it's 1933 or 1932, uh, so right. um, there's a lot of people. It's Jessica Jones. It's Jessica Jones, but if Jessica Jones had like somebody competent constantly working with her to keep her sort of to make sure that everybody's on track, it is important to note that this character also has their own life aside from uh, Perry Mason. Like this character, her character, what is her character's name? Her character, uh, yeah. Della. Della. Della Street. Weird name. And so she's not a mother figure or a authoritative figure to the man. You know, she doesn't exist so that way Perry Mason can win. She's a part of the team and she is needed. And he admits that he needs... That the team needs her. Eventually, it's a team of three. It's always a team of three, right? And so, but yeah, she has her own life. She has her own problems outside of the job. Like, everybody has a personal life that they're juggling with the case. So, like, Perry Mason, of course, he's separated from his wife and he has his son. And the cases are quite public. So, sometimes his son gets bullied because his dad is... The, the lead defense attorney on this big case where everybody hates the criminals being who are charged with the crime. And so, like, that's a plot point in season two. And then uh, Della Street, Juliet uh, Rylance's character, she has her own love interests. And she is, again, trying to process everything she's learning about the case and sort of trying to go out and be who she is and she's trying to date i don't want to say she's cheating on her girlfriend that's what she's doing i don't like it i don't like it at all but she's cheating on her girlfriend and i don't think it's gonna end well it's not gonna end well anyway adela street i've spoiled it she's cheating on her girlfriend everybody knows in season two it's terrible it's utterly terrible she's, she's gay in 1932 yeah i know there's you know speakeasies and whatnot and you know pr- uh, private affairs and whatnot Nobody knows, obviously, but it's not important. It's not important. She's cheating on his girlfriend. She's cheating on her girlfriend. It sucks to be a woman. Yeah, but she's cheating on her girlfriend. Why she gotta do that? Why do they? Why is? I don't know. Anyway, I don't like it. Either way, they can't make it be the main guy. He's got too much going on. Well, he's separated from his wife. You know, it's it's complicated. Look, oh, but basically, all right. Two out, of the, two out of threes. You got Perry Mason, you got Dell Street, then you got Paul Drake, right? And that's that's the three, right? Perry Mason and Dell Street not sleeping together, but they're each sleeping around. They all got they all got they each got people they're sleeping around with, right? And then Paul Drake, he's got a wife and kids. Okay, 
He's got a wife and kids, and he's trying to get by as as a black man, as a black cop in 1932, right? It's not it's not going well for him, okay? But that's where he is. He's he's a black cop in 1932. It's just good. It's a good show. I like the drama. I like the case is interesting. Like it's similar to to Goliath, if we've ever talked about it, where because because it's one case for an entire season, we haven't talked about. It. Okay, we'll talk about it some other time. Because it's one case for an entire season, they really get to dive deep into each character, not just like the main characters, but the conspiracy that's going on. What are you doing? What are you I'm just doing? Scooting in. Okay, I'm settling in. All right, but basically, there's a conspiracy, and you got to learn about what the crime was and it's slowly being pieced together and they don't reveal everything. So you don't know what the conspiracy is. So part of the fun of the show is kind of like the next reveal. What, what, what key piece of information are they going to reveal this episode, right? About the larger conspiracy and about the crime that occurred and how it relates to these other characters who are sort of like in the background, but seem very powerful, you know? Are there twists? Is it twisty? Yeah, it's twisty. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's twisty. It's pretty twisty. The first season. Oh my god, the first season. Don't give any twists away. I don't want to get. You're right. I don't want to give any twists away. That's why I'm struggling to uh, come up with stuff. But like, season one's good. Season two's great so far. But like, season one's got like uh, a church at odds. Right, a church divided. It's got corrupt cops. It's got again a missing infant. Um, like it's dark. It's noir. It's L.A. noir. Like, oh, it's 1930s. It's pretty good. Set design's good. Yeah, Superior piece. Yeah, I love it. And I love it how like it is L.A. It takes place in L.A. And they say is that. Is it? I I don't know what it what? is. Is it a thing where what? I'm just tired of it. It's like you get L.A. in Uh modern day, obviously. You get it between modern day and, what, the 70s? Yeah. And then other than that, anything before that, it's Depression era. It's the 30s. That's that's always what you get. Well, yeah, you get the 30s. You get the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, right? No, but I'm saying in, like, movies and stuff and TV – you you get anywhere between the seventies and now, mm-hmm. but anything before that, it's always depression era. Yeah, I mean, not much happened in LA. <laughs> everything that ha- everything that was interesting, right, in that era, in that century, really, like that middle, like forties, fifties. I'm not sure much happened there. Like, when did Caesar Chavez die? Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's. Like the like the prohibition era, the the depression, a lot of shit happened in L.A., right? So, again, you have the Great Depression. First of all, like you had a huge influx influx of migrant workers from other states, right? Not immigrant workers, migrant workers because of the Dust Bowl. So you have all these like poor white people, right, trying to cram into California with all the poor with all the rich white people few rich Mexicans and all the poor Mexicans, right? Or I should say like Latino Americans who have just always been there, right? 
And you're right. Like they, they don't do any other period other than like the Great Depression because so much happened there. Right. So they talk about um, like in season two, like I just love how like they name drop specific cities in Los Angeles. Like Los Angeles is a county and they never they almost never cover that in um, in the media, in movies and TV shows. Right. They never cover that Los Angeles is a huge place made up of multiple cities. And it's just small towns all crammed next to each other. And for some reason, none of it's walkable. But it's like they mentioned. Yeah. So like they mention Vernon, right? Which is a city in Los Angeles that I'm familiar with. I'm very familiar with it. And apparently in the 1930s, it was just like it was a Hooverville. It was like it was a migrant camp that it was all shanty, all shanties. That's all it was back in the day. And I didn't know that. I'm sure if I Google it, it's probably going to be the case because there's a number of those areas. Now, Vernon is just like an industrial city. Just There's nothing but factories there. Nothing but warehouses and factories there. Right? Ah, uh, cancer. And it's just nice to... It's just nice when they're like, okay. Because usually like when stuff like takes place in Hollywood, they'll say Burbank, right? Or they'll say Hollywood. Like people, they sort of make it seem like Hollywood and L.A. are two different places. But Hollywood is still within Los Angeles County. Like Hollywood is a part of L.A. And then no one ever, like no one ever mentioned Santa Monica. Unless they're talking about Hollywood, right? And then up north, they talk, they drop name drop those cities all the time. I feel like you get more of it. Well, especially Burbank now. Yeah. And then... So, and then the Valley. Yeah. The valley. But then I'll watch Perry Mason and they'll talk about Pasadena and Glendale, which they'll never mention in any other show, even though that is up north. Like, it's just nice that, like, okay, yeah, they, they know where they're at. Like, you can you can map out where all these different locations are, right? Especially, like, where the Hall of Justice is in Los Angeles, in L- in L.A. proper, right? hilarious that that's there's a the, building called the hall of justice well isn't there always there, yeah there always is but it's i just find that hilarious the hall of justice i love it just love that's it that's where superman lives exactly that's where superman lives oh my god and aquaman that, just sort of visits that big fancy building in the middle of downtown right uh i think it is fancy yeah i think it's it's fancy. fancy there's a few fancy buildings downtown la right and then but yeah it's just nice that like it actually they name drop the specific places where they're where they're going and where they're at. Oh yeah, and like you they mention they mention Watts. You what? You must have really liked LA Noir. I I did not really get into it the game all that much. <laughs> like it was weird. It was There's a weird so many game. Real locations. I guess so. I'd have to relook at that map again. I'd have to look at that map again because I don't I'm not sure if that was the case. But in the show, they talk about, like, they mentioned Watts, right? And how um, not very often is it mentioned that, like, Watts was a swamp where you could catfish, like, fish for catfish. Like, that's unheard of. Like, most people nowadays don't know that. Like, people who, who grew up around here, who grew up, in, like, in Watts, they probably don't know that Watts used to be a swamp, right? There's parts of Los Angeles that were a desert. And there's other parts of Los Angeles that were swamps that had water, and LA it was is disgusting. L.A. is disgusting, but it's it, it used to not be all pavement, right? And there used to be actual water, 
which was, which was great, but never fucking had. Like I'm not far from Watts. Like there's swamps and yeah, there's swamps, swamps and Watts. Does that rhyme? No. Anyway, I don't know. I just really love the show. Oh, I really love the show, but another. You know, I think what? you're about to hit your limit on what detective shows. Am I? I don't think. I don't think so. I, I love. I just. I feel like <sighs> it's definitely more than two. Yeah, it's. Cause, well, that's the thing. You're like mm-hmm. trying to describe what's so good about it, and I'm sure it is very good. It's very solid, but it's just mm-hmm. it's another dark crime show. <laughs> yeah. It is, you're right. I guess I never realized how much I like <laughs> I like crime shows. Like That's I'm not fine. I'm not into crime documentaries, you know. You got your crime documentaries, right? And then you have your cop shows, right? Your copaganda. And then you have uh what is it? Brooklyn yeah, like Brooklyn nine nine is in a funny spot where it's still technically copaganda. It's cops. No, Cops the TV show, Cops. Cops the TV show. Yeah, that was reality Whoa. show. Bad boy. What, what you don't do? do? Anyway, so, yeah, you have Cops, which is reality TV, right? But then you have Forensic Files, right? Which is not really a doc. Is it a documentary? It's a documentary series. And that's know, easy to fall. I've only seen like two episodes, but boy, are they easy to just fall into. Well, there, I mean, there was such a big boom, like, mm-hmm. when CSI, remember when CSI first came out? Oh, yeah, I remember it was that. huge, mm-hmm. and I, I liked the show, I watched it, it was good. And then I, yeah. it had children, it spawned. It did spawn, I think the original CSI was in Las Vegas, and yeah. I only remember one episode. Well, I remember two things, one episode and another thing where, like, Again, like it's like every episode they're using se- the the running gag was every episode they're using semen to find the culprit, and <laughs> they just find his semen, and um, I think in one episode they didn't find semen, right? <laughs> they didn't find semen, and all they found was like a condom wrapper, and they're like the bastard used a condom and he flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> So they didn't have any semen to use to catch is, the guy. Is it, is it really CSI's writing, or is it really just humanity? It, just, I be- we keep putting semen everywhere. I think it's their writing. It's it's. I don't. Know. There was another episode that had to do with little people, right? There was a little people convention in 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 Las Vegas. You remember that episode? I do. The, um, I I don't know if it like poorly depicts little people but the guy who mm-hmm. had a normal sized torso but mm-hmm. shorter limbs was yeah. like looked favorably upon like he was more attractive than the other little people or something yeah like it did try to like go into i forgot about that like it tried to go into like explain certain things apart like about little people's culture um but i just remember that like it was the dad who murdered the boyfriend, so it was a little person, an older little person guy who killed a young little person, I think, because his daughter, the old older little person, his daughter, she was not a little person, right? 
And oh yeah, yeah. But then she decided to shack up with a, another little person, and the dad decided to kill the boyfriend, who's a little person, because because he didn't because he's like I just remember he's like it was a one in four chance that she like he's talking about his own daughter's birth. It's like it was a one in four chance that she wasn't a little person and she wasn't. And he says, thank God. And he says, like, I was not going to allow her to make another little person. Like, it's so backwards and weird, like such a weird episode, like a weird psychology for that character who's just like, I guess the point of of the episode was that like, or the point of the character was that the stigmatism of being a little person was so strong. And that it resulted like in self hatred for this character that he wouldn't allow his grandchild to be a little person, like his potential grandchild to be a little person, and so he killed the boyfriend. Did you say the stigmatism? What is it? The stigma? Isn't it just stigma? It's stigma, stigmatism, the eye thing, right? You're talking about eyeball. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, the guy was also blind. He needed glasses. He was also blind. He killed the wrong little person. Anyway, it's <laughs> they're so little. Oh my god, but um, you're right. There's, I just like crime. I mean, everybody loves a cr- a good crime story. Yeah, there's right. always been crime shows. Yeah, it's one, I think it's one of those things we just live vicariously through. Yeah, I mean, I'd never murder somebody. I hope, but I love. Well, to no, you couldn't because if you were a murderer, you probably wouldn't care for crime shows. I don't know. I don't know. Is that that's that seems like an interesting inverse. Like if I was a criminal, no, you're right. You're right we should, because we should find if there's criminal, if we know a criminal, and see. Hey, do you like crime shows? No. Ah, nah, they get it all wrong. That's ex- I think I saw that in an episode of Mindhunter, where the whole point of that show, right, is that the FBI begins interviewing serial killers in order to understand serial killers, and I think it's either in that show or another movie. Where they interview a serial killer, and that's exactly what he says. He goes like, "They get the books and the shows. They get it all wrong. Like that's not how you do it." Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's again. You got Perry Mason. I would say is uh, going back to Perry Mason. It's it's classic crime noir. I wouldn't even call it psychological. Mindhunter. I need to I need to watch the second season of that one. That. That's a psychological. It takes place in the seventies, I believe. That, I think that's what I'm saying. It's like I love a good crime show too, mm-hmm. but I've reached my limit mm-hmm. for the most part. Like unless something good comes along, like I I, I am aware of the term Mind Hunter yeah. as a title, but yeah. I've never seen it, and it just in my mind it kind of falls into that that pit of just oh all those crime shows that i just i, I know nothing about it's just that whole giant list of crime shows mm-hmm. crime content that i just don't think i'll get into i think mindhunter i don't know if we'll give it an episode but mindhunter because the the problems with mindhunter is that it it's really it's really dramatic like it's almost it's borderline melodramatic with how like self-destructive the main character is in his pursuit of this so it, it gets like the story gets sort of kind of lost because the character gets kind of lost other than that it's 
I would say a very unique crime show because I'm not even sure if there's like an active, like I'm trying to remember if there's like an active murderer running around that he's trying to catch because he's, what he's really fighting what the main characters are really fighting is that they're trying to change policy. They're trying to literally like change the FBI from the inside in order to improve it because they feel that, Law enforcement is woefully behind on the times and the serial killer is something new that the FBI needs to be at the forefront of, you know? So that's, I think that's what the show is really about. I don't know. I understand. I understand if like, I just, I guess I'm just, I'm not at my limit. It's just (laughs) like, it's hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe I am. I'm just at a limit in my entire life. I've mm-hmm. taken in a certain amount of crime shows, and I can still keep watching more. It's just I'm not seeking out new stuff. I'm mm-hmm. not. I don't have that hunger. Like I yeah. need more crime TV. Crime. Well, crime. I think I think. Um, Good give stuff yourself a break. Along and give yourself a break. It. Give yourself a break from crime. That's what you no, should I, do. I do. I yeah. when usually when I hear about a big crime show, it ju- that's what I'm saying. It gets filed away mm-hmm. in my head. It's like, okay, that's right. Now I know that's what that show is. It's another crime documentary or mm-hmm. something. Leave it to all those crime junkies. They love that stuff. I'll, that's I'll true. tell Josh about it. That's true. It's the thing is though, like Perry Mason is not exhausting to watch. I find the show very interesting, and I'm glued to it. Mindhunter, emotionally draining, exhausting to watch. Like you watch an episode or two, and you're just like, I can't do this Netflix. I can't do this anymore. I need. I need. Yeah, to... Tell me, how did you see Gone Girl? Oh, I could not. I could not uh, watch that movie. Could I not. Watch, yeah, I I that, knew what the. I knew what it was. Draining. It was draining. It was just so emotionally draining. Oh my god, but. I couldn't finish that movie. Okay, because it's just like... <sighs> That's a good movie. It's a, No, it's a good uh, movie. It's just about like a terrible not, marriage. I, w- I won't yeah. say there's a good resolution, but it's mm-hmm. it's a big resolution. Yeah. Like, you know, it hits hard. Yeah, I don't know. I should probably finish it. But, yeah, I can understand how like cop shows, well, cop shows, crime shows can be draining. Absolutely draining. Like... Um, Forensic Files, great thing to, no, actually, no, no, it's not a great thing to fall asleep to. I tried to put it on because I figured it'd be a boring documentary series, right? Because it was, I'm in a hotel, I I just need something to like, I need noise to fall asleep to. And I figure like something boring and dry is usually. Forensic Files? I'd never seen it before. It just looked like an old, it was an old documentary from the 90s, documentary series from the 90s, right? And then there's like this episode is playing and it's about like uh, Legionnaire's disease. I'm like, is this a crime? Or like, if someone's spreading it around. No, no one's spreading it around, but it turns out like Forensic Files, Forensic Files is just a much more broad title than I thought it was. There's an episode on Legionnaire's disease. And the reason why it's called Legionnaire's disease is because this mysterious disease, there was a Legionnaire's meeting, right? All these veterans of a war, right? I think in like the 40s, right? Veterans of 40s or 50s. I don't remember when, right? 
they all went to a hotel for for a convention, a little Legionnaires meetup, right? A big one, right? And let me look up the details, right? So, well, a Legionnaire is like a Roman military position, uh, like a, an officer. Yes, sure. like that's the term. Yes, but uh, there's also the American Legion, if you're familiar with it, um, right? It's the it's a Veterans Association. And uh, let's see here, uh, Legionnaire's disease, right? So, let's see here, signs and symptoms, causes, transmission, mechanism, prevention, treatment. I'm looking, uh, okay, Legionnaire's disease acquired its name in July 1976 when an outbreak of pneumonia occurred among people attending a convention of the American Legion at the Bellevue Stratford Hotel, yeah. Stratford Hotel in Philadelphia. Of the 182 reported cases, mostly men 29 died. On 18 January 1977, the the causative agent was identified as a previously unknown strain of bacteria, subsequently subsequently named Legionella. Uh, And basically, again, like it says, 182 people showed up to this convention, 29 died. Right, but um, yeah. So like, it just appeared all of a sudden, right? This it was just a new disease came up out of nowhere. It says here that between 1995 and 2005, over 32,000 cases of Legionnaire diseases and more than 600 outbreaks were reported to the European Working Group for uh, Legionella infections. Right, so it was named after the first reported outbreak, which was at this hotel. And the Forensic Files episode is about, like, the research and the investigation into where the disease came from. And it says here that it's a bacteria, right? It's a bacteria that causes pneumonia. But the weird thing, the interesting thing about it was that this bacteria and this pneumonia, this pneumonia, bacteria, whatever, came from the fucking air conditioner. That was it. There's this bacteria, the the air conditioner. crime. The air conditioner, yeah. (laughs) God damn it, Mother Nature strikes again. Anyway. Um, no, it was us. Mother oh Nature didn't create air conditioning. Oh, it was the air conditioning industry. I knew it. Anyway. Um, so basically what happens is there's an air conditioning unit at the on the, on the roof of this hotel, right? And this bacteria, though, there's, water, there's liquid runoff from an air conditioner, right? There's just water that runs off the fucking, off the vents, off the fans, off the fucking, however it fucking works, right? And the water pools inside the air conditioner, right? And pools. it pools. And then the bacteria grows in that pool. And then it, you know, it starts to, as you know, it naturally and then, evaporates. And right? then the maintenance guy comes by and he drinks it. And then he spits it into the air conditioner. <laughs> Actually, no. So, um, because air conditioners have like exhaust, right? Exhaust vents. And as the... Uh, bacteria-ridden water evaporates. It's then propelled out into the city onto the sidewalk uh, in front of the hotel. So as all of these people walk into the hotel and meet each other, some of them get infected and they all start spreading the bacteria around to each other, just shaking hands, right? Sharing drinks and whatever. And then that leads to 182 reported cases. And then... Uh, 29 of them died 
And one of the guys that they interviewed said, he's like, he's like, I ain't going back out there. He's like, he survived a war. He's like, I survived a war and I ain't ever going to a fucking another fucking le- American Legion meeting ever again. Like, yeah, I'm sure that didn't do very good, very no. well for yeah. the, the Legion. Yeah. But anyway, I say all this and I describe this whole episode of Forensic Files because... I didn't. I wasn't able to fall asleep. It was just a really good fucking show, and I didn't know that. I didn't know Forensic Files was good. But to your point, Matt, I really do like crime shows. I think I need to. I need to mix it up. I need to get into some new That's genres. What I'm saying. I, I think we hit your limit. You gotta wait at least six months till you can do another one. Oh my god! How many episodes is that? Six times four. <laughs> 24, 20, in 24 episodes? I can't talk about another crime show in, for 24 episodes. Well, you only, you're only responsible for half of those. Oh, my God. That's true. Oh, you son of a bitch. Okay. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. I did the math wrong in my head there for a second. Um, there are two of us. There are two okay. of us. Okay. And then we're going to bring someone else in, and they're going to talk about it. Thank Thank Content. God, because my list is, is getting shorter. And so, what else am I Isn't watching? Isn't it always? It is always. Uh, Dungeons right. and Dragons were good. Do you want to talk about Dungeons and Dragons? No. Okay. No. <laughs> no, we can't. No, but I had something I wanted to say. Oh, okay. And I've been holding this in Yes. for weeks. Okay. I think, it was, yeah, months. It was like right in January. I made a discovery. Yes. And I knew it was specific to you, and I wanted to tell you, and I was like, I'll tell I'll tell it on the show. Mm-hmm. And now is that time. Josh, mm-hmm. I found your... Well, I suppose it could be a doppelganger. Oh, my God. I found your doppelganger, but it's not an exact, like, uh-huh. doppelganger in terms of looks. I know that usually uh-huh. refers to just look, someone who looks just like you. Uh-huh. And although he does look very... I, I'll uh-huh. say it's a celebrity doppelganger. Okay, but who's this? It's, right. it's not just looks, uh-huh. because he's much older, so, you know... Oh, my God. Okay. But... Give but me the name. Maybe in a few years. Give me the name. <laughs> you never know. But, no, I think much more it's a spiritual doppelganger as well he's got very similar energy to you at least his character in this tv show give me the name give me the wretched name have you seen i don't even remember the show oh no God. you know what i'm gonna drag it out longer don't so, drag it I out was, longer come on i was no, no, no. i was trying I to do to like a, a fake spit take and i was holding a cup to my face forever <laughs> and then you're just like no oh, no maybe it's like it's god all right all right well, what? give me the name. No, I've, already, I've already ruined it. Give me the name. Ah, fine. John Lyriquette. How do you spell that? Uh, I assume it's French. L A R R O Q U E T T E. John Listeners, Lyriquette. Listeners, please look it up for yourself because I'm John curious to know. This guy. <laughs> Think about it. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Yo, what are you looking at? The Wikipedia page? No, I'm looking at I'm looking at the fucking uh, image search. Oh my god, this guy! Are you talking you about Night Court? Yeah, Night Court. I have to see Night Court. Oh my god, there's okay. It's... 
you're looking at the image I, search. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the image the, search. I can see it. Click on any picture of him with uh-huh. a beard. With a beard. Okay. And tell me that's not you. Let me see. Okay, I have to type in here. Okay, with a beard. And also put 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 it up on the uh, put the window up on the, I the Discord on the stream okay. here, so viewers can watch it as well. Uh, it is viewers can watch this now. Hold on, how come there's nothing here with a beard? There it is. There's him with the beard. About? Yeah, there he goes. It just it took forever for uh, a a search result yeah. to show up with a beard. I could sort of see it. Yeah. Because Night Court, mm-hmm. it basically did a reboot, but yeah. John Leverkett was on the the original show, and uh-huh. he's on the the reboot. Yeah, I've never seen any of it except uh-huh. for I was visiting my dad earlier mm-hmm. this year, and he watches a lot of TV, and he was watching Night Court because uh-huh. he watched the original show back in whatever the eighties. Yeah, and I saw this actor John Leverkett, uh-huh. and I was like, the way he talks, <laughs> the way he looks, that's Josh. <laughs> the way he moves. <laughs> It is though. Okay, he's a big, tall guy. Yeah, already got that going. I'm not that tall. He's kind of got that squinting. I'm I'm, I'm half Asian. Yeah, he's got that. No, that's not what I mean. (laughs) He's got. He's just got that big Uh face with the Uh big beard. Mm -hmm. That's Josh. That's kind. That's very kind. I like this guy. I forget what he's been in. But let me... Yeah, and I mean, he's a good-looking guy. He's a fairly successful actor, and I thought, this guy, his energy, it's much more how he talks. He's got, like, a big, a deep, booming voice. Yeah. But he's got almost kind of, like, this self-deprecating humor. Uh Uh-huh. Because the one episode that I caught a little bit of when I was visiting my dad, he was... He was interested in, like someone who was at court uh, a client you know just someone who was there for something and just it, it was there was just like a little love scene because he's one mm-hmm. of the defense attorneys i think or a prosecutor or something yeah. so that's he's a recurring he's he's a co-star he's he's yeah. on the show all the time mm-hmm. but yeah and then that was his kind of the b story for his character's plot that episode was he was going on this date with a woman and it's just it doesn't go perfect basically Mm -hmm. he gets in his own head about it and he ruins it even though Uh the date's going fine and i was like that's josh you son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) tell me i'm wrong (laughs) you're not wrong i'm I'm checking i'm trying to see if he was in richie rich like let's see here let's see let's see texas was does he did he does he narrate all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies? Let's see here. The practice or is he just known for that? Let's see the The West Wing. Okay, he's in the West Wing. Alright. I've probably seen okay. him in that. Let's see. He had his own show. Uh Tales from the Crypt. Okay. Night Court. hundred and ninety three episodes of Night Court. Wow. Yeah, no, he, it's a big part of what he's done. I think that's what he's most well known for. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Remington and they Steve. brought it back, and he's an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. He dresses very well. He looks good. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's Josh. If Josh had a fuller beard, uh-huh. and he had gone completely silver fox, <laughs> and then this is Josh. And if I had my... He does narrate all the Ch- Texas Chainsaw Mar- Massacre movies. Yeah, he narrated the first one. And yeah. like two of the remakes, I think. Oh my sure, god! Why not? Why not? 
Why not? Did What's it, this? Josh, I Love found death. Your dop- your celebrity doppelganger. Mm-hmm. What is that? I didn't click that. Hold on a second. Okay. 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 Here we go. See the list. All right. I've, I'm being distracted by all the ads. All right. And then the my celebrity. Well, no. It's there was an ad for uh, top picks for April, right? Um. I don't know if I'm gonna see air. I keep getting ads for that too, and I'm just yeah. like, I don't care about this. I don't want to see it. I don't really care either. I mean, some people think it's really important. I heard someone at work describe it as like pivotal and important to culture, and I'm like, I don't know. Um, but I don't even. I didn't even know that about it. I was just like, mm-hmm. sure, Ben Affleck, J Lo, Matt yeah. Damon. Just another movie with all of those people. Is J Lo in it? I didn't know J Lo's in it. Not that, that, not that that changes my opinion or anything. But uh, did you see Shotgun Wedding? I did not see Shotgun Wedding. I did see Ford versus Ferrari, right? Um, it's J Lo and Ford v Ferrari. No, but that's another Matt Damon biopic Uh-oh. where he plays somebody like important or like he played like shelby i forget the guy's name his last name shelby it's carol uh, shelby carol shelby and that was a good movie he did that with christian bale but i think i for some reason i missed out on that i think i was still working at the movie theater i could have seen it and i just kept missing the chance to i think i have it queued up somewhere on whatever service it's on and i keep wanting to watch it and, and i never did but I saw, but I've seen other similar movies. What was yeah. that one with uh, with Thor? Chris Hemsworth? Rush. Rush. Yeah. That Rush is good. good. Rush is that good. good yeah. And then, like, uh, because the guy who plays Daniel Brun? Brun? I don't know how to pronounce his name. German actor. He plays Nicky Lauda in that, uh, who basically buys his way into Formula One, right? And is exceptional at it, right? But what? I mean, I wouldn't phrase it. I don't. I don't think he bought his way in. I think he forced his way in with. Well, based on the movie, he forced yeah. his way in with a lot of determination and a lot of technical knowledge and skill. Yeah. No, he had to. He he had to literally like give the the company that he would race for. Right. He had to give him a shit ton of money to do it. Like he he basically took out his entire like. All of his his inheritance that he would claim, right? He basically cashed out of that early and put it all into racing. He's like, everything that my great-grandfather, my grandfather, my father would give me in inheritance, they've given to me now, and I'm just going to fucking do this. I'm just going to go race. So he literally bet everything on on that career. Um, and it, it paid off for him. But in the movie, right? He nearly dies in a ball of fire, right? And uh, fun thing, fun trivia thing is that the real Nicky Lauda, right? He did not realize or did not consider how much emotional trauma and pain he put his wife through until he watched that movie. Until he went to the theater and watched it with her. That's when it clicked for him. It was like, oh, I really hurt you. 
when that happened to me because I put myself at risk like that, which is, I don't know if that's funny or wholesome or not, but it's nice that he had that realization, you know? What are you doing? What are you looking through? What are you typing? Oh, you could, I, I thought I was out of, off of frame, but that's my list. Your list? I was adding something to my list. What are you adding to your list? I added Top Gun. No, not Top Gear slash the Grand Tour. Oh, yeah. I got, the Grand Tour is great. I could do an episode on Grand Tour um, and, top, and uh, top Gear. But just well, their traveling. Them, so now we can't. Um, you know what I haven't seen? I haven't seen Clarkson's farm. I don't know if I, I don't know that guy's. Yeah, that guy's a jerk. I don't know. He is, but he's a famous jerk. He's a famous so funny jerk. Fun. Have you seen? Um, it was between seasons, and uh-huh. really the only thing I watch those guys in is uh, is Grand Tour now. Yeah. But there was uh, a special James May did on Japan. Did oh, I haven't. That? Our man in Japan. I haven't seen that yet. No. There mm-hmm. was, uh, and I actually watched it with uh, my fiance, who mm-hmm. who doesn't watch the car shows with me because she's not yeah. into cars. Yeah. But we watched that, and it was just so funny. Yeah, just, James, James May is hilarious. I love James May. All three of them, when they really mm-hmm. hit the humor, mm-hmm. it, it's like Monty Python. Something oh, yeah. about those Brits. Something but, about those yeah, Brits. They just they just nail it with the stupid humor. Mm-hmm. Even though they, I mean, they make poop jokes just like us sometimes. Yeah, they're but they're, like <laughs> they no, make but... penis and poop jokes, and they're men in their sixties. <laughs> I think some That's older. What, it's just getting funnier. Yeah. But in, in Japan, uh-huh. there was this one segment where mm-hmm. James May he is he does a bunch of tourist stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's one area he goes to, and you can actually rent out this little robot mm-hmm. or this little thing. I don't know. I forget if you wear it or it's like a little, an actual little robot that walks around with you and you like you carry it around. But it talks for you. Mm-hmm. Like it will kind oh. of guide you through where you are. You t- and you can converse with it. You can mm-hmm. talk to it and say, you can ask it questions like, what is this place? Or where are we? Where should mm-hmm. I go now? That kind of stuff. But you're, you can tell it your name, mm-hmm. and it's not like a super polished, like, uh-huh. it's meant for tourists, but uh-huh. I don't think they have the English nailed down. Uh-huh. And he kept trying to tell it, uh-huh. my name is James, because uh-huh. it, it can learn your name and call you by name, yeah. and it just couldn't get James. Uh-huh. So And he they just kept trying. He's like, okay, how about Jim? My name is Jim. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the stupid robot is just, hi, Bim. <laughs> Is your name Bim? <laughs> and I love it doesn't J- sound funny the way I describe it. It's just... <laughs> no, it's... J- that sort of shit always happens to him. And I love it. So I just... Funny. I love how that... Just the... He just encounters dysfunction. And then he <laughs> runs with it. Because he has no other choice, really. But... Uh, they, what kept, they kept... And then they just went about the episode. That was a funny little bit. Yeah. But then for the next like 10 minutes they're going around they're walking through this area uh-huh. and just every once in a while you'd forget about the stupid robot and uh, then they'd I ask just... it a question and it would go hi bim <laughs> you're looking at this temple oh my god what was it i love the bit he did that in grand tour right they had a competition to see who can go viral who can make a viral piece of content right 
And oh, James, yeah. James May decided to make to do an unboxing video, right? Oh, but, but what he did? Did you see that one? He, sh- I've seen all of Grand Tour. I must have, but he had remember. a whole car boxed, <laughs> and then it's just a video of him unboxing a car. But I, I have to go back and watch it because he, there's one big box for the whole car, right? But I think he has to go get inside the car and start unboxing individual parts of it like he has to unbox the steering wheel and he ends up winning because people love unboxing videos for some reason <laughs> well they do I, yeah i love a good unboxing video oh my god that's just great all right let's i think uh we're at our time here let's uh call it to bring it to a close for now and hopefully matt and i have convinced you to check out perry mason I mean, am I responsible for that? I'm not responsible for that because it's your cell. That's right. I'm res- I'm you solely can either responsible. Convince me or not. I don't think it's I've not convinced necessarily you. me convincing people. I don't think I've convinced you. I mean, in if you are like I was in the mood for a period piece for a crime period piece. I rewatched all of Boardwalk Empire and I wanted more. And so Perry I Mason's see, on. That's another one I've never seen a minute of. Just more crime. It's good. It's good. Not as good as The Wire. Um, and I we, we I can do an episode on that in twenty four episodes. Uh, I'll do an episode <laughs> of Boardwalk Empire, but or The Wire. I haven't actually seen The Wire. Oh, great. Okay, The Wire much better, much better. But um, yeah. Hopefully, I've convinced you to watch Perry Mason. It's just a solid L.A. crime noir conspiracy trial show you know it's it's got the murder it's got the twist it's got the drama right it's saucy it's steamy you know it's all that good stuff yeah it's it's all that good stuff right and it's on hbo max right now all right i think it comes out every wednesday at the date of this recording it's halfway through season two i really recommend the show um it's phenomenal cast really good characters but hopefully, I hope you enjoy that show. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, consider following us. We're mainly on YouTube and Spotify. And uh, no, still, now it's an order. What? What do you follow mean? Follow us. Yeah, follow us on YouTube. It's an order. Yeah, it's it. It, it is an order. Follow us on YouTube and Spotify. It's a call to action. This has been consumed content. We will come up with a better outro some other time. But we hope. We hope you like this episode. All right? Stay safe out there. It's scary. It's crime everywhere. Bye. <laughs>